This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down District 5 and 6 activities week in, week out in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined by our East Idaho expert, Sean Kane. What's up, Sean? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. You're you're uh, you're you're getting a lot of texts here in real time. You're like Adam Schefter. You're breaking scoops on the air. Well, I had some notes and I was pulling up those, and then as I was getting notes, I was getting some information that we'll probably touch on a little bit. But yeah, a lot of moving parts. Uh, here's the breaking news: Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. You heard it here first. I broke yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look out, Schefter. Uh, Sean Kane's coming for your job. Uh, okay. Well, we we do have to start the prep cast this week on a on a on a serious note. Uh, the biggest story, not just in East Idaho, not just in the state of Idaho, not just in the athletic arena, but to me, one of the biggest stories in news wise this past week was the the tragic fire that broke out at Highland High School. Um, you and I both live not very far from Highland. You live a little closer than I do. So here's here's kind of how I learned of it. I I got up Friday morning. This this all happened last Friday, so just under a week ago. And we were we were broadcasting the direct com invite, uh, the big track meet uh, at I, Idaho State University, hosted by Rockland. And we'll talk about that coming up. But so it's like eight o'clock in the morning, and we're driving to. Idaho State University Davis Field and and that's when I start hearing from people like hey like you live by Highland what's going on over there and I was like well I don't know let me go let me go look and so I drove over there and by that point firefighters were still there this was like eight o'clock in the morning uh sm- smoke was still very heavily in the air you know I think most of the big flames had been extinguished but um this was kind of just a big shocking event um and, that, and that's how fires are you can never predict when they're going to happen um and thankfully this started in early in the morning like 4 a.m ish it sounds like and, and luckily nobody was in the school sean yeah and yeah so i had kind of a similar experience um we had a tennis tournament friday morning um so i didn't go to century because we we're starting early and um i live a stone throw away from highland and i woke up to texts of are you being evacuated? I'm like, for what? <laughs> I mean, like I had no idea. And I walked over and looked and uh, it was crazy and it was snowing too. And so I was a hundred percent expecting for us just to scrap this tournament, but um, the Highland administration and they, and they just wanted to try to keep things rolling to keep some normalcy for the, for the kids. And so we tried, but unfortunately Friday we weren't able to play because of the weather, but um, yeah, it was, I was down at Capel Park, um, in and there's a shed there that the tennis coach has, and there's a couple Highland players, and the Highland kid is a freshman, and he's he's like, man, 12 hours ago I was in there, and uh, it was just surreal. I, you know, I don't think people uh, really knew what was going on. All none of them, uh, the tennis players had went to school that day, so um, yeah, it's just it's a everyone has a very different experience, but. Luckily, like you said, I think is that no one was in the school at that time. I think that's the, uh, you know, things are things. And of course, things, you have a lot of memories, but, you know, you can replace things. And and uh, I'm just so glad there was no one hurt because it was a huge fire. 
Yeah, I mean, it took out basically uh, the gym, the cafeteria, that that whole wing of the school. Where yeah, the like gym... the back of it, if you've seen a picture, it's basically the whole back of the school, yeah. Yeah, and, and luckily it was kind of contained to that one area, so the rest of the school is intact, but there's so much smoke damage in the walls and everything like that that they had to shut down the school for obviously the rest of the year um and we'll talk about what they're doing because it just kind of came about yesterday and you're getting texts about it this morning as we're uh, recording this on thursday april 27th um so so we were at the track meet the direct com invite uh, over at idaho state university in highland that was the big question was was highland going to come compete because there was there had already been some teams that had dropped out because of weather and stuff and so that was kind of the big rumbling as we were getting there, get, getting set up. And, and Highland was was one of the first teams there. And so as the track meets unfolding, Highland had a really nice day, actually, in track. <laughs> Ruby, Ruby Jordan did well in the throws. Um, they've got kind of a trio of distance runners uh, that are all excellent. Um, yeah, I have the, the girls won first place. Yeah. Out of 26 team, three school records, 19 personal records. Three season records, six new Idaho 5A top 10 rankings. That was just the girls. Um, the boys took third place out of 23 teams, 17 personal records, one season record, and two new Idaho 5A top 10 rankings. So not only did they show up, they showed up big time. <laughs> yes, for sure. And and the Rigby boys kind of ran away with the boys competition. And we can we can talk about that as well. But so so as the days unfolding, Highland is there competing. And so I I went up to Camille Long, the head coach at Highland. She's a former Highland sprinter. Uh she she then went to Montana State and then transferred to Idaho State. So it was kind of a unique, she's got ties to everything that was going on. Um and I said, Hey, would you do an interview with us? And she's like, Yeah, it's been kind of a an eventful day. I was like, yeah. Um, and so she was awesome. Walked all the way. So Highland's tent was all the way at the other side of the stadium. And that's where she was sitting. And she walked with me all the way across the field over to where our camera was. Um, and so she was awesome. And big thanks to coach long for doing that. But as we're talking to her, I said, you know, what, what was your message to, to the team? And she's like, you know, basically we said, this is uh kind of a defining moment where how are we going to handle this adversity, right? Are we just going to shut it down and not compete today? Or are we going to go out and show what, what Highland Ram athletics is about? And they kind of embraced that and leaned into it and, and performed exceptionally well, as you said, John. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of the message I've been giving players too, is there's going to be days you're going to go and it's going to be awful. You're not going to play good. There's going to be days you're going to go out and it's, you're going to play great. But the things you can do every every time is have that effort, competitiveness, and attitude. And um, and just watching all this unfold, uh, the Highland track team totally did that. And their tennis team came back Saturday and also competed very well with, you know, not because no, prom was that weekend for Highland as well, you know, and it's a big deal. I mean, and, you know, um, where are we going to go to prom? And, you know, their tennis players still went out and competed really, really well. Um, Saturday as well. So yeah, you just, you, you know, as a coach, those are the things you talk about, the things you can control, you know, that attitude and you're willing to go out and compete, you know, and whatever happens happens. But um, if you bring those things, man, you can, you can do some amazing things. Yeah. So it was pretty incredible to see how Highland came together and really how the entire 
Pocatello community rallied around Highland as well. You know, and I asked Coach Long about, you know, her feelings on, you know, losing the, the cafeteria and the gym. And she said the thing I think she was, you know, most sad about was uh, all of the trophies and all of the Hall of Fame stuff um, at Highland. Yeah, they, they have a really cool, they have like the pictures of the people. Um, there's one person, uh, he, he helps work, work kids out at Hanson athletics and he posted a picture of it. He's like, the, it might've burned up, but the good thing is kids take a picture of it every day. So I still have it <laughs> of it when right. he's like young and goofy. And, um, same with like me, there's a picture of me at Pocatello high school of my graduating class and people send it to me all the time. So hopefully a lot of those things, people have, you know, what that's. You know, sometimes we don't like cell phones, but at least uh, those are able to capture some of those things. And yeah, I was talking to Travis Bell, the AD, and they just and they're going to have to like think back of all the trophies and just coming up with that inventory of things is daunting itself on top of, you know, all the other things um, going on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's lower (laughs) on the list of priorities. No, but yeah, but but yeah, yeah. but those things are important and they mean a lot. And uh, I guess as sports guys, we understand that some people are like, well, that's who cares. And, um, but you know, people worked uh, hard and there's a lot of memories there. And if that's something you can rally around and, and, and find some common ground to work together, it's, that's a great Avenue too. But yeah, there's just, there's so many things. Yes. Um, and then, well, one last point on this, uh, we, we always, like to uh not joke about but we we marvel at the fact that uh, the highland cheerleading team which won the national championship this year uh they they were always practicing in that cafeteria and that's obviously not there anymore so that's also kind of sad yeah that's too bad um but I, i you know i think all the all the teams you know everyone's willing to give space and do things and they'll find a way to make it work it doesn't make it easy but I think Pocatello as a community is definitely finding ways to make things work um, to help everyone out. And I, I like it. I've always said, you know, it's as Pocatello, we should have, we should focus on having three great high schools. Why do we pinpoint one something or other? If, you know, we come to a community and go, yeah, all three should be great. And that's kind of what you're seeing right now. And I think that's a great point. Yeah, the Pocatello baseball team, uh, kind of in a in a move of solidarity, wore one black sock to represent Highland. Right, their colors are black and red. Um, so that was a cool tribute by Coach Vinny Benavidez and the Pocatello baseball team. And I mean, there's just stories, story after story of of the community rallying together. But now the big question is, okay, well, what do the students at Highland do for the rest of the year? They were uh, basically told last week like hey obviously you're not coming back to school this year we're going to do remote learning for the rest of the year and that's really i think a lot of parents said i don't want to do that again (laughs) i really don't want so this kind of came about yesterday and you're kind of hearing it this morning uh they are going to share century high school for the rest of the year highland and century are both going to be under the same building yeah um yeah they had three or four options um, they brought to the school board last night and they went with the option of um, Century is going to be in school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Highland's going to use the building uh, Tuesday, Thursday. And then there's some other other places they're using for extra help um, for students. And um, yeah, they're they're meeting about it today and I'm I'm going to Boise today. So I'm 
you know usually i'm in the know but uh, i'm getting stuff as it goes here and um yeah it's it's unreal uh i guess the the options the best the best way i got it is um sentry it was easier to bus everyone to sentry and keep the busing the same and the parking is much better at sentry for you know way more kids you know you know what's highland 1600 kids and centuries 1100 kids um but that the parking and busing and i'm just learning more details of things of what's going to happen and but yeah i mean i don't know you just <laughs> there's so many different ways to look at it i think no one wants online learning i guess the good news in my mind is that we're like four or five weeks i think you can do anything make anything work for four or five weeks but the long-term um, um, issues are, are what's lingering. Uh, AP testing starts next week. So all the kids going for their AP test um, at Highland and Century, that's that's an intense thing. It's hard not to go to class because they do a lot of practice tests and things. So AP testing is in the forefront of people's minds because um, that results in college credits and things like that. There's just there's so many different things to think about. Um, I you know, I'm a special education teacher and in-person is way better, uh, for, for my demographic. So yeah, we'll make it work. I mean, I don't know if maybe someone will be in my room Monday. I don't know. I'll just show up. <laughs> yeah, that'd it, be, I'll, that'd I'll be make awkward. it work. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, um, yeah, it's, you know, and to do online learning, right. A teacher needs a computer to do stuff and, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm trying to wrap my head around how I'm going to do some things, but uh, we'll make it work. I, yeah. you know, we'll make it work. Uh, I'm glad some the students will get some in in person um, education, and 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 as we all know, that's the best avenue. And and again, I hope it's. I have to get a MISO box like you do sometimes, Brandon. <laughs> but I hope that I hope that you know people understand how important teachers are. I feel like COVID. We, we kind of got an idea of how important it was, but then we've kind of still, eh, but you know, there's, you know, there are a lot of statistics saying, you know, there's like 50% of teachers are leaving the profession and only gaining like 6% new teachers. And so, you know, if you know a teacher, tell them, thank you. And teach, teacher preaching wake is coming up. And, you know, I just, my soapbox is, you know, we got to, we got to treat teachers um, just like doctors you know, or, well, I don't know, maybe some people don't like doctors, but you know what I mean? In that professional manner. So they want to stay and um, yeah, everyone's got a teacher that's made a difference. And if you want that to keep happening, we've got to keep them on that pedestal. Personal soapbox. <laughs> I think, I think what you were trying to say there is that teachers should be paid like doctors. It would help. <laughs> yeah, it uh, definitely would. Uh, it would uh, help. <laughs> for sure. And yeah, I think, uh, teach a lot of coaches are teachers as well. You right. Uh, so, and we talk about it all the time, this coaching turnover, there's just burnout and it's happening in the teaching ranks as well. Unfortunately, I think, um, it's become a political lightning rod a little bit teaching where you, you see kind of national stories about, I can't believe they're teaching our kids this. And yeah. it's, you know, it's in these big cities that are not, it, that's not the reality here in Idaho. Like and then, for, and it, it's not, it's not the reality overall. It's like, it's like when people say like, Oh, all cops are killers. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Is it, is there like 
five to 10% of the profession that's bad. Yes. And it's the same for teachers, right? There's bad teachers out there. Um, but then the 90% is, is good. And you can't just paint it all with a broad brush. No. And yeah, that's the thing. Like you might not remember the bill of rights from high school, but maybe you remember how to go and talk to someone and, and figure it out. And there's a lot of soft skills that teachers provide. I think, you know, kids that they need when they go to college, right? Sometimes all the facts and dates and equations aren't what important. It's just kind of learning how to be a productive person in the community and at school. And, and that's what I think school provides and kind of gets lost in all that. Oh, we're teaching this or whatever, you know, teachers teach a lot more than just those, those things on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So, um, again, Century will have in-person classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, online learning Tuesday, Thursday, flip it for Highland. Highland will have online learning Monday, Wednesday, Friday, in-person learning Tuesday and Thursday. And that's all at Century High School. Big thanks to uh, the school district and, and Century High School for for stepping up and, and taking on that that extra burden as Highland, again, lost their gym and cafeteria to to a tragic fire. Um, OK, let's let's talk about let, let's talk about the direct com invite real quick with track okay. and then we'll and then we'll wrap up with some tennis sean uh so so this was a huge meet right uh there ended up being i think you said 26 schools originally there was supposed to be like 35 ish but some dropped out because of the weather and stuff um rockland hosts this every year it used to be at american falls and then the last couple of years they've held it at davis field on the campus of idaho state university what a beautiful facility and for the most part you know the weather wasn't horrible like could it have been sunny and nice yes but it wasn't that bad and it was a really fun day of competition overall yeah i mean it was nice for track <laughs> Yeah, right. it wasn't great for tennis but um yeah it's yeah it looks like it had uh, 26 total teams and um east idaho did very well <laughs> uh yes so uh you're the Highland girls won with 112 points. Rigby took second, 77 and three fourths. Uh, Rigby won the boys with 155. They really ran away with it, 155. Sugar Salem took second with 90 and a half points, and Highland was third with 48 and a half points. Um, and you you start looking at the results, and you go, um, okay, how did Rigby win? Well, they had so many individual champions. Um, you know, when you look at uh, in the throwing events and in the hurdles. And it was just really impressive to see the depth that Rigby boasted overall. Yeah. There's, it looks, you know, when you look over all the, the, uh, the times and stuff, it looks like there's a Rigby boy in almost every top 10 <laughs> or top five. Um, as I was perusing those, but yeah, there was someone almost in everything. Yeah, in uh, you know, Trevin Holman from Sugar swept the short sprints, the one and the two. Uh, Corbin Johnston of North Fremont won the 800 and the 1600. He was a double winner. Um, we talked about that pack of Highland runners, Nathan Stedman, Ammon Barton, Jarrett Bushman. They all did really well in the distance races, but Sam Spencer of Thunder Ridge won the two-mile. Um, the hurdles races were really intense. Eli Taylor of Rigby won the short hurdles. And then in the long hurdles, Taylor was the favorite coming in and he stumbled just a little bit at the very end after clearing that last hurdle. And that allowed uh, Highland freshman Spencer Van Orden to win the 300 meter hurdles. It was a really exciting finish. Um, and then, uh, you know, you look over to the, the field events, 
Uh, Jacob Walmack and Sam Webster go one, two in the shot put for Rigby. Uh, Sam Webster finishes second in the discus. Kale Adamson of Aberdeen won the discus toss. Um, Jace uh, Poston and Chase Campbell of Rigby went one, two in the pole vault. Uh, Rigby took uh, four of the top five spots in the long jump. <laughs> Cody Cording, Lee Keenan Humphreys, Porter Bailey, Cameron Bybee. Um, and then in the triple jump, Cody accordingly took second. Porter Sutton of Marsh Valley won the triple jump. And then in the, in the high jump, Sean, we talked about coming in. This was going to be the matchup I was most excited to see because you had Seth Hall of Aberdeen, who's cleared six foot eight this year. Um, and Christian Bush of Bear Lake was the defending high jump champion at the direct com invite. And Bush did it again, cleared six foot four and held off Hall for the win. Yeah. And, and we also talked about Teague Matthews, too, and he took fourth. Um, in the preview of that but yeah that's that's a stacked field of high jumpers for sure yeah uh and then on the girls side uh you know it was a little more spread out uh courtney earl of thunder ridge of course distance dynamo uh won the two mile hannah bailey of highly uh, of highland won the uh 800 and the 1600 so she was a double winner there yanetti garbit of soda so fast ran the 400 really well and got a win there um matea mangum of century double winner in the 200 and the high jump i believe and then abby hancock of rigby was a double winner as well on the 100 and the long jump and, and abby scott of rigby of course uh dominated in the pole vault so yeah just yeah. good competition abby scott's or uh, yeah abby scott and abby hancock of rigby are very tough <laughs> they're always at the top of those lists <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And then they, they had some fun with it, too. They did, of course, the uh, four-by-one throwers relay, Sean. And um, last year, it was just kind of a, okay, here's our throwers, and we're going to run. This year, they really got into it. And, and maybe this is how they've done it in the past. I've never, But, like, there was guys wearing costumes and, like. Oh, wow. Like, all like, all's <laughs> I remember is a couple of years ago, um, uh, Titan Fleshman did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was and they got video of it and it was it was funny <laughs> well yeah and i think i think last year uh century you know ran it and had bruin fleischman as their anchor you know and that's just they had yeah they had boston finch I, if, from century he's a big 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 guy too he was in it this year so yeah <laughs> um but but there was like guys dressed up in costumes like snake river came out and they all had unicorn horns and um kind of pink on and uh one one guy had uh one guy was dressed as a twinkie one guy had the little donut on a string in front of him so he's you know chasing the donut and then you could also choose what you wanted you didn't have to use a traditional baton you know the okay. relay baton oh okay so like snake river was running and they had this giant pinata that they were handing off to each other this like round pinata and then the last guy finishes the race and he snaps it over his head <laughs> so that was pretty interesting to watch um and then they the winner uh, of each heat got a uh box of donuts from amazing glazed donuts that's a local company in pocatello they make their donuts out of potato potatoes so yeah, they're good they're yeah, good they're, they are they're legit uh and so yeah the, you know it was funny watching each thrower's relay you know win and get the box of donuts and they return to their team like a conquering hero and anyways it was a lot of fun um and so that was fun to see uh but good competition uh, across the board and now everyone kind of splitting off and, and doing different things this week in track and field but friendly reminder uh i will get it up today maybe tomorrow morning my my thursday's 
loaded with podcasts. Uh, excited to move some stuff around yesterday, but tracking the field, our state track and field proje- projections uh, coming on idahosports.com. All right, Sean, let's wrap up with tennis. How was the Gate City invite last week? Friday was kind of a wash, but Saturday? Yeah, Friday was a wash. Saturday, we got 214 matches played. Wow. And one day, um, we used Century's courts, Pocatello's courts, and Capel um, out in Chubbuck, and eight teams, and some of the formats changed and it was a little bit of a shorter format and uh but you know we didn't keep track of points or anything we didn't have team winners um brayden johnson from highland won he's a freshman he won the boys singles that would probably be the biggest um kind of thing to keep your eye on but really it was just due to the weather and stuff we wanted to get the kids as many matches as we could and um, we did it. I mean, 214 matches. Ron Osborne, the head coach of Highland, um, did a great job running the tournament. And uh, I, my assistant coaches run it, ran Century, and they actually got the most through and got to play a little longer format. Um, so, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, I was just gl- glad we got a bunch of matches in. It was not warm by any means, but it, it, it was really good. It was nice, nice job. And it was all East Idaho teams um there and everyone got to compete and uh I, th- I think it was nice just that you know be out doing something on a saturday and not worrying about what had happened on friday for a lot of a lot of people it affects affects so many people the fire at highland so it was good it was good uh we we played really well we had a lot of teams you know win a lot of matches get into some bracket play and it, it was good so it was just nice to get the matches so I was uh, I was excited with the progress and improvement of everyone. Yeah, that's all you can ask for at this point, um, for sure. And now you are headed like literally. We got to wrap this up because you got to get on a bus and go to go to Boise for the Capital Classic. Uh, break break down the field for us and okay. for those that may not know. So it's thirty two. It's thirty two teams. So a lot of teams from Boise, but out of East Idaho, we have Bonneville, Century, of course, Hillcrest, Idaho Falls. Madison, um, Skyline, Thunder Ridge. Those would be the teams out of East Idaho. And then you have pretty much all the 5A Boise schools. You have um, one Oregon team, I think, too. And yeah, but it's 3A, 4A, 5A. It's a bunch of teams. Um, We'll start playing that Friday morning and then Saturday. And uh, we've... We haven't been for a few years because of COVID and they shortened it and then it was only Boise and then now it's kind of opened back up. I think the last time we played it was 36 teams. So it's, you know, 12 sites across Boise. Um, it's a ton of matches. It's uh, the best competition. At one point, it was the biggest tennis tournament in the Northwest, I think, period. Um, yeah, ran, ran by Cap- Capital High School and uh, it's 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 fun. It's a it's a long couple days, but it's a lot of matches and, you know, you get to see where you're at, at the, at that point, if you're trying to win a state championship and you can win capital in your individual thing, you're, you're in good shape. Um, so it's definitely a measuring stick for all these teams, 5A, 4A, 3A. So it'll be, it'll just be phenomenal competition and the weather looks amazing. 
Yeah. Are there are there certain teams or individuals that are kind of I, I, I have the Treasure Valley prep cast coming up next, Sean. And so I want to sound smart and informed. Can you give me some teams and athletes? Oh, yeah. Well, you got overall? well, like Boise, Boise High has a, a just a pref. They just have a ton of players. There's Luke. Um, oh, man, he's got a weird last name. So I apologize. I wasn't prepped on this, but there's Luke um, from Boise. He's one of the better singles players. He'll be really tough. I think, um, you know, Thunder Ridge, I want to talk Thunder Ridge girls doubles. They took second um, in state in 5A last year, and they come back this year. So that will be a big team, I think, to, for Eastside O to keep a, a, an eye on. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> and um, you know, honestly, that we had a lot of changeover from last year there was a lot of seniors overall in in uh, the state io and tennis so we've got a lot of new teams you got a lot of new pairings um but you know i think boise is probably one of the you know all-around best teams rocky mountains got some good, good players um you know <laughs> there's just um there's a ton for 4a you've got bishop kelly is really phenomenal they've got a freshman girl playing now that's new and i don't know a ton about her but she's been beating a lot of people right bishop kelly another freshman phenomenal tennis player yeah, thanks thanks john <laughs> john armstrong's the head coach he's 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 a buddy of mine we, it's been uh you know been playing against him for a long time now but we talk all the time and i mean his only downfall is he's a tom brady fan but we won't get into that um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just it'll be there'll just be a ton of uh a ton of action um you know there's um olsen from berkeley olsen from hillcrest if she plays singles that'll be interesting to see where she goes she's been doing a little i've i've heard a couple things of what she might play she played singles at east idaho and and she she won the number one singles there so berkeley olsen from hillcrest will be someone to keep your eye out out of east idaho um Wood River is the 4A boys defending champions, and they bring back a lot of people. So they'll they'll have probably a, you know they'll have a strong boys team there up as well. So is Gus Sabina still playing for Wood Correct. River? Correct. He played he played doubles last year, and him and his partner took second. The year before, he played singles, um, and my both my assistant coaches beat him in singles the year before it's kind of funny they're ones from century and ones from blackfoot and they're my assistant coaches this year um but former but, former, former players these weren't like a yeah, play no former yeah. players yeah. Yes. yeah and uh had beaten him and now he's playing singles again so wood river has two good singles players yeah but uh yeah gus sabina's back um i feel like he's been there for 10 years that's why i asked it it it, it does kind of feel like that and i was there one year he might have been injured and didn't play the whole year i can't remember oh, but yeah he'll he'll be he'll be there um of course my player daniel mcgee who took second in boy singles last year will be there and he'll he'll face some really tough competition and uh that's that's what we want i just want to play these really hard players like so last year you know daniel didn't lose to anyone until he lost in the state championship and i mean you know i'd love for him not to lose anything this weekend but he'll probably might lose some matches it's a possibility right but when you lose and figure out things to work on that's when you really grow 
Yeah, for sure. I thought you were going to talk longer, so I took a drink of water and then you stopped. I could talk. I could talk forever about tennis, uh, but you know, it just we just want to get up and play, and I think all the other teams do too. And um, yeah, the, like for the East Idaho invite this weekend, you know, in the coaches' meetings, everyone's just everyone just wants to play. Everyone's just really working really well together, and so I think as bad as the weather is, it's brought everyone together. Yes. <laughs> I think in a more positive. Um, uh, of light to try to get things done and work. And so I, I like that aspect of it. Um, I, you know, funny story. We were in the coaches meeting deciding whether we're, what we're going to do Friday. And there's a, and we talked about this turnover. Like I, there was, I think me, Larry Duque from Madison, who's coached, I don't know, forever. Um, and then Ron, who's, I've only coached not too many more years than Ron Osborne. And then he had all the new coaches and he's, and he's, he's at Highland. He's at Highland. And he had yeah. all these new coaches and they were given all these ideas and, you know, brainstorming and they came up with an idea and I just went like this and, and Ron Osborne's like, yeah, I, you know, you know, I didn't say anything in the meeting. He's like, yeah, but I looked over at you every time someone said something. Cause I just go, no. um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny when you've done it as, as long as I have, like I, I, I don't even say anything. I'm just I'm just there to play the matches and try to get the kids the, some opportunities. But everyone really worked well together. So, you know, you know, big congratulations to all those coaches from Southeast Idaho. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be fun to see our East Idaho athletes go over and compete against the big bad Boise schools in the capital city. Classic. I will so. I will say this in 2015 century one capital as a team overall no 4a team has ever done it before so they don't really like it when i come i i have no i have no grand illusions of winning this year um but i you know we've always been in the top 10 or somewhere around there out of 32 teams so i i'd like to try to get in the top 10 would be my my goal if we don't we don't you know whatever we haven't done that so i'm used to taking a group of kids that have done this before for like years right yeah and so i've had i didn't even think about it. i'm like they should just know what we're doing right and i've got a, a team that's never been there um so it's it's a learning process and you have to go back and you know tell the kids and parents things that i just assume they should already know but uh they don't so that's that's a, a caveat too is it, we're it's our first time as this team so i'm i'm excited for them to kind of learn how this is and it builds a lot of excitement for the upcoming years too yeah it's what makes coaching fun right the the new challenge that comes along with it and yeah you're you're the fly in the ointment for all those boise schools for sure yeah i i got a good story about that too they uh i'll tell it whatever what are they gonna fire me um the, no so the, that year we won it there we're at bishop kelly and they're adding up all the scores and um it's pretty much over and i I think they knew that we had won and they packed up all their stuff and the matches weren't even over like championship matches weren't even over and the desk packed up all their stuff and left a little salty. They, they wouldn't give us the trophy. And so I didn't get the trophy until um, we went to the coaches meeting uh, for state <laughs> and they left it at, they didn't, they didn't give it to me or anything. They left it like on the desk at the IHSSA, you know, like and the lady Amanda Quinn, who's the secretary there for a long time, she's like, "Oh, Sean, this is for you." And then I uh, came into the meeting late and went and sat in the front with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, they might have they might have been a, t- a tick salty about you coming over and winning, and uh, that's that's funny. But <laughs> it's all a mood point. But yeah, it's yeah. it's a funny story. Yeah, for sure. Well, good luck to uh, all of our tennis athletes and teams that are going over to compete in the Capital Classic. Good luck to all of our spring sports athletes as well. Baseball, softball, golf, track and field. Uh, We will be back again next week to hopefully talk about just sports and not, you know, tragedy. Please, please. You know, uh, (laughs) events and things like that. But um, until then, thanks for tuning into the East Idaho PrepCast, everybody. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.